Happy Monday, everybody. My name's Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio, and it is the 16th of October, 2023. Thanks for being with us today. I'll shut down the music, and we'll get our show started today. We've got a nice conversation with Wilson Sue. Wilson, I hope, Wilson, I hope I pronounced your last name properly. Okay, T-S-U. Wilson is the president and founder of Power Notes. And Power Notes, this is an interesting company. We'll learn about it, but we're going to get into the AI side. Power Notes is, quote, the only tool scientifically designed to help students and professionals create high-quality research confidently and efficiently. Well, that kind of is what it says over on the website, but I'll let Wilson explain it more in detail, and he'll do a better job than I just did. But what's happening is Wilson has created a company, a darn good one, that uses AI, okay, to help with research, okay, help students, and incredibly, and I, I hope I can find it here today, what did I say? Oh, yeah, today Power Notes is being used by children and adults, I love this, across all levels of their writing and research journey, here's my favorite part, from fourth graders fourth graders just grasping the concept of research to veteran researchers with PhDs and working professionals. So we wanted to talk to Wilson about AI, what's the, what he sees as the future, how all this comes together, how it changes research and what were our expectations of, of students. So it's going to be a nice conversation with Mr. Sue, and we will talk with him in just a few seconds. We're going to archive the show at ace-ed.org. ACE-ED.org, and that's our home website, of course, for our American Consortium for Equity in Education. You go over there. Everything's free over there at ACE-ED.org. All the podcasts that we've done over there, of which there are many, our magazine, Equity and Access, new issue up on site. Check that. Just click on the cover. Our Excellence in Equity Awards program. We swing into a new phase. We just finished the industry side. Now we're starting the educator side. And it's going to be the opportunity for you folks to nominate your colleagues, yourselves, your school, et cetera, et cetera, faculty and staff, okay, who are working every day for equity in pre-K-12. So check it all out at ace-ed.org. And without further ado, let me bring on Wilson. And it's there we go. Wilson, you're there. It's Larry here. I am, Larry. How are you? I'm fine, my friend. Uh, how did I do in your last name? T-S-U. Pronounce it for me perfectly. You got it. You got it right. Sue? Is that good? Yep, that's right. Yep. Perfect. perfect. Thank you. Thank you, Wilson. Okay, I appreciate that. Okay, well, always like to make get it right. I want you to brag a little bit, uh, President and Founder of Power Notes. Tell us about your company. Brag. And remember, you're talking to teachers, pre-K-12 and uh, administrators, et cetera, et cetera. Brag a bit. Tell us about it. All right. Uh, I, I don't know if much, I'm much for bragging, but I'll tell you about it. So our, our company. <laughs> all right, let me change the question. In all modesty, tell us about Power Notes. <laughs> uh, thanks, Larry. Um, so our company is a company that's really based on um, something that I, I found really frustrating when I started doing research or writing, particularly with digital content. And so um, I didn't find a good process for how to save, organize, track all my information, and so really built. Uh, not just a, a product, but more of a platform to help uh, researchers, students, even faculty um, create a process for themselves that's efficient, um, 
effective and, and hopefully less frustrating uh, for everyone. So, you know, research and writing isn't always like the most exciting topic for most students, um, but it doesn't have to be as, as hard as, and frustrating as it, need, as, as it currently is. And so um, what we did was even before AIs really try to put together a process where students can save, organize, and track all their digital content, um, cite it, uh, reorganizing it, turning it into writing, and then actually start writing. Um, and then uh, that's what we started with. And so we built that for, for researchers as the end user. Then we added and started working with faculty members, added a layer where faculty members can have visibility into the process. And that was kind of and you were thinking, for at that. that point, you were thinking of higher ed, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes, that's right. We yeah, started out in yeah. higher ed. Um, faculty don't get to usually see how students do their research. They kind of, you know, students just do it off at like 2 a.m. or whenever they're doing it. Um, and if they're doing it correctly, that's great. If not, then, you know, that's a lot of rework when it gets, you get to a, a major milestone, like a first draft or an outline. Um, and that's really frustrating for everyone. And so now faculty with PowerNotes can kind of jump in at any point during the process, review what students are doing, give them formative feedback. Students can adjust on the fly. Um, and then so when you do get that, that you know, major milestone, big piece of uh, assignment turned in, then it's more likely that they're going to have done it correctly. Um, and so that's kind of how we started out. Then we kind of added that AI layer on top of it um, when, when AI became a big thing. Yeah, um, it still is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're doing it in a way that, yeah, and we're doing it in a way that really kind of blends in with what we're trying to do originally. So we're not trying to change our company drastically because of AI. Um, what we're doing is just incorporating AI into our process um, so that all of the kind of AI that you're doing as a student or a faculty member trying to introduce AI to their students in class, all of that AI is now transparent to faculty um, with the whole point of they can provide feedback, whether their prompts are good. Um, with, I mean, I'll tell you right now, like the first couple classes we, we ran, and faculty didn't know this, but most students' prompts were write me a paper on blah. Um, and that's not very good prompt. Uh, and yeah. so, you know, you need to kind of use the AI to your advantage uh, if you want to use it. Um, and there are certain ways to do it because there are definitely things that the AI is, is very bad at. And we want to try to avoid those things. We do a lot of things in PowerNotes to try to uh, minimize those things, things like hallucinations. Um, sometimes, you yeah. know, the AI can just yeah. make stuff up the uh, AI, out of the blue. The, a, the AI form of that, not hallucinations that yeah. are mental. Yeah. yeah. Right, that's right. Yeah. And so, you know, what we're really trying to do is, is give faculty members the freedom uh, and, and the comfort level they need to bring AI into their classroom, start experimenting. Because one of the things that uh, is very apparent to us uh, in talking with uh, a lot of our partner schools is that uh, they see AI as part of the future of, of education and writing. Um, oh, it is. Yeah, it and is. They, there, there can be a lot of advantages. Uh, for students, especially when it comes to, um, you know, equity and leveling playing field and all that sort of stuff. Um, and so one, one of the things they, they want to be able to do is understand how students are using it. Um, and it's, it's quite frankly an experiment for everyone. Uh, everyone is learning how to use AI right now. Um, students probably have a little easier time picking it up, uh, at least <laughs> yes. at a certain age. And yes. then faculty uh, are kind of now catching up. Um, but students have, I mean, we talk to a ton of students. I, t I talk to a ton of students uh, every year, and, and this year, 
almost every single student that I've talked to has has used AI or ChatGPT. So um, it's definitely something that uh, I think schools and faculty need to address. Um, but uh, you know, they didn't know how to do it. They didn't know how to bring it in without just introducing a cheating tool to students. And so you know, we think yeah, we're trying exactly. to do something it's unique. Not that. Yeah, it's All not right. that. And actually, that comment you just made it struck me as very funny. What a world we live in that the that the professors are way behind the students. It's something that's yeah. going to basically <laughs> change everything. You, you, you think about that, okay? And it's, yeah. it's just an astonishing statement. All right, and and you're right. By the way, I do agree with you, okay? And and, and it's the same thing. You know, people are a lot of professors, a lot of edu- this is the term educators are scared or were scared or are scared of AI. All right. Yep. And, you know, as, as a powerful research tool, you I mean, you're getting your degree in neuroscience. It's great. But for th- then I read on your website. OK, this was in the column you wrote over there that the fourth graders are even using it. Yep. OK. And talk to me about how you see this working in K-12. I want to get into the ethics of it and all that sort of thing in a minute. But just talk about how you see AI power notes, however you want to say it. OK. In K-12. Right. So, as the, as the, uh, by the way, as the kids teach the teachers, I might add, as the kids, how do you see the <laughs> yeah. kids teaching the teachers how to use AI? Go ahead. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, obviously, you know, I think it's it's relevant in high school. That's where I started writing, doing research, and writing papers um, to a significant level right. with you know with some real kind of meat on it. Um, and obviously, uh, a lot of uh, high school teachers are. are you know, getting their students ready for, you know, some sort of college education where they're going to be writing more significant papers. Uh, and so that's, that's where we really see, I don't, that's where we really see a lot of students um, maybe using AI inappropriately, um, using, trying to take shortcuts, having the AI write a significant portion of, you know, one of their assignments of the high school uh, teacher not knowing about it, uh, maybe having suspicions, but not really, not really being able to prove anything um, other than, you know, it's written a certain way. Uh, and so that's where uh, I think it makes a lot of sense to use power notes. Even before AI, um, we've always had high school uh, teachers and administrators reach out to us um, to use power notes. We've, we've always provided to them on kind of like a one-off basis. We don't have the kind of resources right now to really kind of market to uh, the K-12 space. So um, we probably have, you know, like a dozen or a little more than that high schools uh, using power notes um, that come to us. They come to us and they ask us to use power notes. Um, so um, we, act, we even have a couple of foreign high schools using us as well, American schools in, in foreign countries. Um, and so they, again, use us to help uh, them prep their, their students for uh, college-level writing, um, having a way to keep all their information organized. So just I want to take a step back for a second just to talk sure. about kind of my take own research and writing experience. And... One of the things, and this is, I'm an older kind of person, so, you know, I, I, I did my undergrad uh, back in the early 90s um, when everything was... You're, you're ancient. My God, uh, you're ancient. <laughs> and by the way, I'm talking, uh, but, I'm a bit older than you. I'm, 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 I'm talking to you from a sarcophagus today in Egypt. So don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm wrapped in cloth. For, yeah. for, for, for most startup founders that I know, I'm, I'm, I'm up there in age <laughs> um, compared to them. And so for me... Uh, having experienced kind of the research and writing in the print days uh, and then transitioning to uh, digital when I went to grad school, uh, that was a difficult transition for me. 
Um, one of the yeah. biggest changes uh, and things that I thought actually hurt my writing um, transitioning digital was the fact that um, I didn't have a good way to save uh, my research, uh, save my, my thoughts, um, and then reorganize those thoughts in preparation for my writing. So back in the print days, um, you'd have to transcribe everything, right? You couldn't copy and paste stuff uh, into whatever you were using. It was all kind of like uh, a paper process. Um, and you right. found the sources right. in the library. Um, and then, but, 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 but the benefit of that is that um, at least I was taught to uh, write, jot my, do- my notes down on note cards. Um, and then the mm-hmm. beauty of that was that if you, when, you, when it came to reorganize or really start to plan out uh, your writing and, and make everything logical and fit together, uh, it's very then easy to reorganize those note cards. Um, you just lay them out. I mean, people talk about this all the time. They would just lay them out on their bed or a table, reshuffle things around, think about how I want to introduce things, move, these, move this there, move this to the end, move this to the front. That was a really the, – the, the note card was a great piece of technology for reorganization. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Now, now, fast forward to, to digital, right? And so no one transcribed anything, right? So I, you know, I was like – I go into grad school. Everyone's like 10 years younger than me. Um, <laughs> And, uh, you know, they're just copying and pasting left and right or leaving browser tabs open to save their information. I'm just like, wow, what are you guys doing? Um, and so, you know, I, no one transcribed anything. And so no cards were like a, a, a non they, – they didn't even exist uh, to these wow. folks. And so, you know – You're aging me, Wilson. You're aging me. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. But uh, they would copy and paste stuff. And this was the good, this is, I'm going to use air quotes here, the good process. So you copy and paste stuff <laughs> into like a word processing document. Um, and you just kept doing that. And then at the end of the day, you ended up with this huge word processing document with just like a disorganized mess of copy and pasted stuff from all over the, the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then how do you then, how do you then reorganize that? Right. Just think about that for a second. Like the, the word processor is just not designed for your organization. Like you can't, if you wanted to do it, you would have to like copy and paste stuff around. I've seen like people open like two or three other documents and copy and paste stuff into those other documents, mm-hmm. tabbing while they're like changing the window and stuff like that. Um, it's, it's really annoying and frustrating to do that. And most people just don't do it. What they, what they do and we watch students do this is they'll just start writing. Uh, they say, okay, I, I've internalized all the research I read over the last X amount of time, and I'm just going to start writing because it's probably the fastest way to turn this thing in. And uh, when it comes to writing something I think needs to be supported, then I'll try to control F through my document and then find the thing that closest, is closest thing to supporting what I'm trying to say, and then I'll, you know, shoehorn that in. And that's not the way you do source-based writing. And so... Uh, you need to you know you need to do things like synthesize, reorganize and synthesize that research, and then write mm-hmm. what you write about, and then you start writing from there. So, all, all the whole process is uh, a little disjointed because you don't really have a good process for just saving the information and then doing stuff with it. Um, so that was the core piece of Power Notes, and so that's what that's what that's what high schools are trying to uh, use Power Notes for. So that's right. they're trying to give students a structure. Um, because one of the things that we do is we kind of force students to organize. It's like it's, we, we put them in, in, you know, the faculty member can kind of define how constrained this box is, but we put, kind of put students in a box. Um, and we allow them to 
uh, grab whatever research, but we, we keep that organized. They, the students pick the organizational structure or the faculty can do that as well. And then uh, they do all everything in that context. And then when it comes to reorganizing, we bring back digital formats, a digital version of those note cards so they can easily just move things around to reorganize so they're in a much better position to start writing. So that's kind of like high school. It's just like college. It's not very different. The, the use case is pretty is much not. the same. It is not. So explain you, this to me. Wait, I've got to ask you this. Okay. Yeah. So where does AI fit into this? I mean, so far, yeah. if, I'm, if I'm hearing you correctly, the students have found the information. They're just having trouble. This is where PowerPoint notes are so important. Yep. This helps them organize it. Okay, which is wonderful, yep. by the way. It's wonderful. Yep. Okay. Where's the AI fit in? Yeah, so that's a great question. So Thank you. it fits in in a couple ways. So the first way it fits in is, even before the student starts doing research, right? A lot of students, when they're introduced to a new subject, have no idea what's going on, right? Especially if it's an academic subject that's not in popular culture, right? right. Um, right. So the first thing they start doing, what they would normally do is Google or Wikipedia or something like that, right? That takes mm -hmm. time. I mean, it, I don't think it takes that much time, but I mean, students <laughs> want to save as much time as they can. Yeah. Um, so what they do, what they've been doing recently is they just go to AI. They either go to ChatGPT or whatever it is, and they just start asking questions. Because that way, the problem, in my mind, and this is another problem with digital, right, is that search engines have gotten so good and the Internet has gotten so broad, the amount of content you have access to is so huge now. When so, you do a search, yeah. you get a gazillion results, right? And they're all, a lot of them are relevant. And are you going to read them all? That's tough, right? So... It what is. do you want to – what – AI is there, and AI is – and I'm going to use air quotes here again uh, – relatively <laughs> good at distilling information. There's caveats to that, and this is something that, that teachers need to teach, but I'll, I'll touch on that later. Um, but they'll go to the AI and ask it questions and then get a general feeling for the subject area. Um, so that's the first thing, uh, part of the AI that, that students can do. And we you, – instead of going to ChatGPT, which is what students would have to go today, even – faculty members in the spring that we work with before we had our AI features, they wanted to use AI in the classroom. And so what they would tell their students to do is go to OpenAI, create an account, and then do the AI work, do it in class because so we can see what you're doing, right? And that's, that can be problematic in a number of ways. I mean, it takes up a lot of time in class. Um, there's, there are privacy issues with using OpenAI that schools are very concerned about. I didn't, I didn't realize how concerned about they were until we started talking about this. But, I mean, one of the things is that when you go to OpenAI, you create an account, they know who OpenAI knows who you are, and they get to keep your data for training mm -hmm. their, their, their language model. And so <clears throat> that's problematic for schools for a number of reasons that I think are, you know, pretty obvious. Um, and they don't want to do that, but right now they have no choice. Um, so one of the things that we did was we're, we brought the AI into PowerNotes. So instead of going to OpenAI, you just do it in PowerNotes. We do not send any user information uh, to OpenAI. So all OpenAI sees from us, because we, we use their APIs, is a bunch of prompts coming in from PowerNotes, which is users from all over, from schools, from, from everywhere. Um, so they have no idea who they are. And then uh, the great thing that OpenAI did is they have a policy, a privacy policy, that's different for individual users versus API users. Individual users, as I mentioned before, they get to keep their data for training purposes, um, their inputs and outputs. They do not get to do that, or they say they don't do that, 
for API users. They hold their, their information, their data for 30 days for, to check for abuse, and then they delete it. And so theoretically, you can keep, uh, you own your data when you use it through PowerNotes or some other company that goes through OpenAI's APIs versus, again, their, their direct account. So, um, so, but the whole point of PowerNotes is that you're doing all this in PowerNotes, and so all your prompts, when you're asking the AI to give you general information, uh, and you're asking follow-up questions, and you're getting, uh, you're going in a certain direction, uh, we, we document all that. And so your faculty can see what's going on, how you're getting the information that you're getting. So if they get to a point, and this can happen when you're starting to get into more esoteric areas of the subject matter or more controversial areas, Right. They can provide right. feedback, okay, like, you know, this might be wrong. You might want to check it. And then there's ways to check whether or not the AI is giving you the correct information. You can ask it again in a different way or, you know, just even asking it multiple times, it will, right. it will start to, you know, give you the, the more common answer. Um, and so uh, and another thing, the, what we found that students struggle with, the AI is actually very good at, is giving you search phrases to go and search, right? So a lot of times students don't know what to search for. And again, this is something that we've gotten feedback from uh, our faculty, which is um, especially freshmen when they're starting out or, you know, high school students. Um, uh, they don't, they're, not, they're not great at searching for non, like, pop culture type things. They're, they need to search, uh, you know, for specific terms. Right. Yep. And, and so the AI can give you those things. And, you know, we're, you know, we're going to have things like, you know, standard uh, prompts that, you know, can give you, like, search terms and then, you know, we can even link, PowerNotes can even link into and search school library databases because um, uh, library search engines have their own APIs and we, we connect with them. And so... As someone, uh, i got to answer of, this, Wilson, as someone, yeah, yeah. as someone is writing a paper and um, whatever it might be, organic chemistry or some subject yep. within, okay, a PowerNotes knows what the topic is, okay, for this particular person, okay? What? Okay. Are they is PowerNotes, which is is an ethereal entity? Are they constantly searching the web to look for new research on that topic and throwing it to the user and saying, "Hey, I just found this. You didn't see this. I just found this." Does it work like that? I'm just curious. Uh, with the AI, it can. So one of our AI yeah. features is is something we call discovery, and it's on the research side of PowerNotes. So part of PowerNotes is there to help you, as I mentioned earlier, grab things that you're viewing in your browser and save them and organize it for you, right? So yeah. one of our pieces of AI is called discovery, and it's on that front-end browser extension. And what it does is for any given article that you're on, you can, you can hit a button, and then we will send that article to the AI, uh, whatever AI the school chooses, uh, yeah. and it will send back uh, three things. Wow. A summary. Uh, the the GPT is actually pretty good at summarizing things, so it will send back a summary. The second thing is what you're talking about. So it will send back a, uh, a list of uh, common or related uh, but slightly different searches um, based on so related search topics based on the content of the article. So the AI will create those yeah. and it will send them back. And then yeah. so you'll have, you know, if this article isn't exactly on point, uh, you'll see this list of AI generated searches that you're like, oh, you know, this one's much closer to what I want. You can click on it and then we'll actually search that stuff um, wow. either in your library or on Google and then the search results will be right there. So you just click right into it. So uh, I think that's sort of what you're talking about. Um, but it again, that's, exactly that's gonna be AI generated. 
And, and then the third this. piece. Like, this is, oh, go this ahead. Go ahead. A funny question. I got to ask you this. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to ask yeah. it with a smile on my face. What's yeah. the downside? What's the downside of all this? Power notes. What's the downside? I, I'll give you a little hint. I don't see much of a downside. Okay. But there tell me what you see. What's the downside? It define. It depends on how you define downside. Um, so for me, uh, the hardest part about this is to get faculty and instructors to change. All right, so this is the hard part. Um, and so the way that we kind of do things is we are, we are a process-focused product. So we, we want you to be able yeah, to teach the process. The process is typically where the learning happens. But historically, instructors and educators assess the output. So there's a difference between, you know, fact, the, the process and the output, right? Agreed. The output is a paper, and it's, it's supposed to demonstrate what you learned during the process, right? And which is great. And so it just, it's something that's relatively easy to assess because it's, you know, X pages, it's contained, um, and it's what you have visibility into. Like you're, the students turn that in. Historically, as I mentioned earlier, the faculty haven't had access to the process. So that's they right. couldn't even assess it that's if they right. wanted to. Now, that was fine, and, and a lot of faculty members before AI came out liked us because they understood that, hey, everything happens during the process. And so if I have visibility into the process, then that gives me an advantage and, and more, more levers to, to, to pull in terms of teaching my students, and that's great. That was okay, and we grew organically, and people got it, but changing their, their teaching style or method or what they assessed is very difficult until AI came along. Right, And so when AI came along, it really said, hey, this is the fastest, easiest, cheapest way for students to just fake the output. Right? So the mm -hmm. AI fakes outputs. It will just create the output for you with a click of a button, or not a click of a button, yeah. but it's like not that much work. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and but, I've got to tell you, you know, you keep saying, this is interesting, Wilson, you keep saying it's about the students, it's about the students, it's about the students. But professors who are uh, who can be disorganized as the old uh, yeah. shuffled the uh, used to be in the movies the the goofy absent-minded professor okay uh -huh. but that's not the way professors are anymore that's a stereotype but my point is power notes is also good for professors and for everybody yeah. I might add because yep. they they are the ones responsible for for organizing that subject into a teachable thing into a teachable yep. moment all right. And yep. they have to do that same research. They have to stay ahead of the game, too. All right. Yep. And if you can find a process and everybody these days and Wilson, I got to say that everybody in education will tell you it all boils down to time. I don't have the time to do it. But right. If you can find somebody. OK, something, if I may. OK. Power notes. OK. That it takes over that process. And is constantly looking for you and helping you develop the process that, again, leads to the output, be it in the form of a paper, be it in the form of a lecture, okay, or whatever, all right? That's, mm -hmm. that's, that's fantastic. It's, it's organization, okay? And most yep. people are not very good at that, I might add. Right. Okay? I agree. Most people just are not, all right? So this is an organizational tool. And we're yep. damn fools. If, if not you and I, we're brilliant, but everybody else, okay, <laughs> are, damn, are damn fools 
if they don't understand it, I think everybody does, AI is not going to be put back into the bottle. Okay. Right. It's here. It's here. Yep. All right. And, and it makes sense to use it. We got to be very careful with it, as you well know. And yeah. everybody listen. And if you don't believe me, watch Terminator 3. Did you see that, Wilson? <laughs> yeah, yeah so of course. Watch Terminator. Just always, whenever you're in a good mood, whenever you're in that dangerous mood, watch Terminator 3. Okay? And, <laughs> uh, you, you know, the point is we, we've got to use this and use it well and use it right. And a, a tool like this, built, I have to say, from experience, okay, can make all the difference in the world. It's going to make life a lot easier. And I have to ask you this. People, we did not talk about this. I read your bio a little bit. You were an electrical engineer, right? Yes, that's right. So, and then you went to law school where you figured all this that's out, right? right? Yeah. Okay. So how come you not, how, how'd you get into uh, figuring all this out? That's amazing. That's an amazing story right there. I mean, for me, it was the reason why I, I, I went know to why, law school. How'd you do it? Uh, I mean, I was, I was, because of my engineering background, I was, during law school, when I was frustrated with the digital research and writing, I was kind of building power notes in my head. Um, you know, pieces of technology that I knew existed or were available that if you put them together in the right way, you could make the process a lot easier, uh, a lot more streamlined, a lot less frustrating. So, uh, you know, that was kind of happening throughout law school uh, when I practiced law. Uh, for a couple of years, it, the problem got worse. Uh, yes. You know, there was there was more complex uh, complexity in my assignments. Um, things got uh, harder, not easier. And so, uh, you know, once I once I, I mean, I went to I went to I worked at the firm to to pay off my loans, and then once I paid them off, I, I left and started the company. Um, because are you still uh, in Chicago? I, had, are you, are you I am still in Chicago. Where? I used to live there. Where I was, I lived in Rogers Park, uh, right south of Evanston. We're in the West Loop. Uh, we're no. in the West Loop. Um, that's where the company is. We're we're right uh, in Greektown. Okay. So I don't know if you're familiar with that area. Oopa! Of course I'm familiar with yep. it. I lived there a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's great. Right. So look what you've done. I mean, it's it's really just amazing. And I, I think it, teachers have to understand this. Okay, and how good it is. Okay, and I don't know if you're how familiar you are with um with the education world. Have you ever heard of the conference called ISTE? I S T E. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Good. Yep. How We've long has the company been around? I just should ask you that. How long has the company been around? Uh, this product has been around since 2017. 2017. Oh, okay. So, have you been to ISTE and shown the product to people? Oh yeah, we, we've been, we were we were there this year. We've been there. I mean, I think there we weren't there during the pandemic because it didn't exist. There maybe it was online. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. But we started going to ISTE in probably 2018, 2019, somewhere in there. Okay, and then it skipped again. So what's the reaction when that's a K twelve show, if I may? You know, it might be yep, right. for technology and education, but it's pre K twelve. Okay, what's the reaction of the educators when when they see this? Uh, I mean, ISTE is a pretty self-selecting crowd. They're pretty tech-savvy, and so oh, they, yeah, they, 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 they usually get a, a lot of value. I mean, they, they usually really like the product. Um, you know, we, we give it away for free for folks that come to us at ISTE. Um, so, you know, anyone, any teacher uh, in K-12 that wants to use PowerNotes for free, we'll, we'll give them access uh, at ISTE. 
Um, again, we don't do a lot of marketing to K-12, um, but, uh, you know, we want them to try our tools. I think at some point we're going to really start making a push into K-12. through um, As I mentioned, like, we there. do have students, <clears throat> students using it down in fourth grade, and that's it's funny because funny. those are typically uh, the children of professors at our school oh, how interesting. that tell their yeah. tell their their, te- their students teachers about power notes. <laughs> um, I love it. And uh, it's usually because the students are struggling um, with some sort of executive functioning issue, um, keeping themselves organized in a structured environment when it comes to finding. And, and recording information. They're not writing papers at that age, but they are yeah. finding information on the internet and they are saving it and they're trying to exactly. structure it in some way. Um, and, and some students really struggle with that. And so of Power course. Notes is basically uh, puts them, um, again, on rails, in, you know, inside guardrails and helps them structure things because the whole nature of putting things into Power Notes is to structure things. Um, and so, uh, you know, that's that really helped uh, their, their, their children. Um, and so that's something that, you know, we're really excited about. Um, again, we haven't made a big push there because we just don't have the resource right now. Um, but that's probably something we're going to be doing. Um, if not late this year, then which is already kind of late this year. Well, that's wonderful. Um, Maybe we can year. help you with that. And, and you know, I hope this uh, podcast helps to get the word out a little bit. Okay. Because mm-hmm. this be is great. important stuff and, and every step of the way is extremely important. We got to go. But Wilson, thank you. This is just great. And I got everything linked up here. Okay, yep, on great. site, folks, as you're listening. So, well, Wilson, thanks a million. And give my regards to Chicago. They'll have some Raditas. Think of me over in Greektown, okay? All right. All right. Thank you, Larry. Okay, buddy. Thanks for having thank me. Thank you. Take care. You're, you're welcome. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Wilson, too, everybody. President and founder, I didn't know he was in Chicago, of Power Notes. Okay, and check it all out. It's all linked up here. Interesting stuff. When you start really putting it all together, it's unbelievable. Okay, this is where we're going. Okay, it has to happen. We're going to archive over at ace-ed.org, and everything we do over there is free. So go over and see for yourself. I'm Larry Jacobs. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Wilson. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.